0: You are listening to The Massive Report Podcast.
1: Welcome to The Massive Report Podcast. Brad is here, Murphy's here, Sam's here, I'm Brian. It's Christmas season, and I know that there's less than three weeks waiting. Your Christmas, your cru- cruisemess calendar should already be out. <laughs> you should already be flipping the doors open, revealing classic crew flavors from the past. Today is Dr. Kamala. Good Days to see left, Doctor Dr. Yeah. Dr. Kamala. So that should be the day. If you're not looking at Doctor Kamala, you're on the wrong day on the cruise calendar. As we look forward to, is there an off season anymore? There is not, and that's why we're here to talk all things crew. Brett, from the jump, and good evening, sir. We love to talk about Kevin Molino because Kevin Molino is not retired, at least not yet, but he is no longer a member of columbus crews
0: organization the uh i you know first i'd like to say that you know as we're taping this monday february 5th um forgive my voice as i'm getting over losing it once again for like i think the fifth time in the last
2: six weeks you've been screaming at the tv what have you been doing
0: my period of mourning (laughs) now that hot boy uh Kevin Molino's crew tenure um, appears to be up. Ending it uh, on the highest of high notes, we kept all the receipts, uh, and we went out uh, We went out in a big way. Um, heard uh, a little bit about his offseason being a little odd, and then didn't come back, as far as I know, in country after... Uh, off-season slash into reporting time uh, at the beginning of preseason. I don't know what's going to kind of the the future will hold for him. He's a very awkward kind of Columbus crew player in terms of what he accomplished. Um, I don't – there might be – I'm not sure sure there – there aren't too many crew players, I think, as polarizing as he – was at his height in terms of, you know, the the poster boy of taking all the bullets from bad team play to, you know, having a, a moment like he had in the Eastern Conference um, final. It's crazy that he's not with the team, but what a, what an odd crew period of time. Um, I don't know. I still haven't really wrapped my head around exactly what, ex- what his you know, kind of what that period was like, but
1: crazy. Well, what I remember is when we got him, being very excited about it. Yeah. He was a very nice player from Minnesota, obviously a a national with uh, the Trinidadian team. Yeah. Um, A a guy with a lot of accomplishments who's, I mean, is it just the knee? Is it anything else? I Uh, I
0: think he's a great example of like what happens I, I, I don't I don't really remember where I saw this, but um, or Reddit or whatever. I want to say it was um, uh, is it Tim Andrews, the the Tommy John and like really famous oh, surgeon, sister, yeah. Charles Andrew, right. Tim Andrews. I forget. I think it was him who said uh, the first time you undergo any type of ligament reconstruction, be it knee, elbow, whatever. Uh, the kind of rule of thumb, if they put like, they use like a percentage, you, you lose 20% and they never get it back. So if you get back to hundred, what you're technically getting back to is 80. All right. If that makes sense. Yeah. This
2: checks out based on my Uh, less professional experience with me. Well, and
0: like, and, and with my Achilles as a kid, it was never the same. I was never the same. I was an entirely different person. Um, and I think he's a you
2: good, used to be a real jerk, and now exactly. that turned you into exactly. such a nice guy. Uh,
0: something happened, and it just you know, when it when it snapped and rolled up my leg, I, I became Ugh. a better person. Oh, I'm,
1: um, gonna, I'm gonna i to vomit. Sorry That's for that. But... Not a good description. Uh, but yeah, it,
0: he was just never the same guy. <laughs> yeah. That burst that he had uh, yeah. in Minnesota uh, was just ne- was, was just not there anymore. Um, and I also think it's a good example of what happens when uh, he is a good example of what happens when. <laughs> A, you know, a relatively catastrophic injury happens, and and what happens to confidence, um, and uh, when when you don't get back, you don't necessarily trust it, and then there are setbacks along the way, and then on top of all of that, you don't play particularly well, um, and yet through all of that, delivered in a on a play that we'll remember forever, right, mm-hmm. um, and, and so. Yeah, it's a bummer. I remember uh when he was signed, I, I th- we I remember Jordan uh Jordan Angeli and I made a list uh from after twenty twenty. There was like a list of like free agent signings and I think we both put him at one. Yeah. Um which was like so it was crazy that they added him. We thought, oh my gosh, like inverted winger, what he's gonna do. Um be playing play pocket. What it was going to be, you know, melt our face kind of stuff, and it just never happened. Right, it's it's a bummer.
2: Yeah, I think it really is because I, if you're a crew fan that doesn't watch much of the rest of the league, especially the Western Conference, like you probably know his name or knew his name before he came to the Crew, but weren't overly familiar. Um, obviously, he had the run in Minnesota in the playoffs, but like you just as crew fans, you didn't get to see what he could. What he was yeah. capable of. I mean, like there were bits and pieces. Um, I would say I would define his career in Columbus as more of a lukewarm boy summer. Sure. But then it really heated up. Yeah. Had that that uh, almost into winter there in uh, in Cincinnati. And look, I, you know, he's not the first player who's had his you know kind of the the latter stages of his career affected by injuries. This team, this league, this sport other sports, all that. Uh, And it's unfortunate when it happens like that, especially to somebody who's as talented as as he proved to be in this league. Um, I'll be interested. As you said, Brian, as far as we know, he's not retiring. Uh, They mutually agreed to part way, so they're not using their one-time – contract buyout that you get each season so you still have that if for whatever reason it's similar to what happened with aloy last year it was a a mutual agreement what that (laughs) means in terms of any sort of salary cap (laughs) stuff i don't know but i imagine it would be minimal yeah if at all um but you know if if he picks up playing back in trinidad or or ends up somewhere you know i hope he can find some form and i hope he can enjoy it because i don't think he was enjoying no not not playing for the crew but like just trying to consistently get back and you know over and over and over again
1: I understand that you know I mean imagine uh, you you know in your head what you used to be able to do yeah I I suppose in life we all go through that you know I've been trying to do some running lately and I find that it's a little harder than it was when I was you know training for high school soccer yeah you know but it's no big deal I'm just some schlub running but if you're a, a a professional athlete yeah you know that's that's got to be hard and we talked to Josh Williams about that a couple weeks right. ago I, to to finally come to that point where it's like oh i can't it, you can lie to yourself a lot about that i would imagine
0: i the other thing too i think is interesting on top of that right is like i, I he's like <clears throat> you know he's he's very much like he's not american he's from Trinidad and Tobago, but I believe he's actually from Tobago. If Neil Sika was here, this is where he would say Trinbagonian because that's I believe is what they're how they technically okay. refer to themselves. Um and my God, Sika didn't Sika never let that pitch go by. If there was an opportunity yeah, to say it, Neil, Neil <laughs> let that bad boy fly. Um he's he you know, I think I think Kev is a is an American soccer success. He's an American s- soccer story success because G- comes out of nowhere. It plays for Orlando when Orlando was the in the USL Orlando becomes the MLS franchise plays exceptionally well. I think he was USL player of the year a couple of mm-hmm. times. Thank you, right um, Plays well for Orlando basically goes from making like I don't know probably like $22,000 a year to like max contract guy not DP max contract um, with Minnesota well like that like is like a crazy jump right and not something that you would ever kind of expect in a lot of ways and then um, and then met and then met kind of the the play and exceeded it a lot of times in in terms of like what it means to be a hi- high salary player in mls so um he's uh the the other thing too is like i, I and I've said this before on the pod he never dodged a question ever um, where and, and uh, and 22 especially, 2022 when the crew were playing poorly, and it was like, oh my god, they just lost in stoppage time again. And everybody, and I had to go out on the field, and I, like the last person on the planet these guys want to see is me walking <laughs> towards them <laughs> with a the microphone. And for a lot of reasons. For a lot of reasons, but especially that, and Kev never ducked me once, and I, no one else on that team for kid can, can say that, which is. Fine, it, it, that's part part of the, you know, kind of the deal when it comes to the territory. Kev never ducked in once, and I, that's something that I'll always, always have a ton of respect for him.
2: Well, and yeah. I think you make a really good point. Like, we've touched on this before in various conversations, but so MLS was created off the back of the 94 World Cup to, like, get American soccer relevant, right? Yeah. And the league has done that, you know, obviously with the success of the national team at various World Cups and whatnot. But, like, the unintended consequence has been countries like Trinidad to a calf. lot of CONCACAF yeah. countries, even yeah. some, you know, further south, um, have really benefited. And I think mm-hmm. you see that. And it, this came up a lot, you know, when the U.S. didn't make the World Cup two two cycles ago, and then even when through Greg's qualification campaign, like it's not as easy as it used to be. No, and no. not all of that has to do with MLS, but like guys like Kevin Molino now have an opportunity outside of. You know, I don't know the ins and outs of the the league down there, but it's certainly not here. And you mention it, you know, he's able to make a really good living, and whatnot. And you know, those countries have evolved into to better soccer countries because of guys getting that opportunity, mm-hmm. and, and he's an example of that. Yeah. To your point, I'll wrap it wrap
0: this with a my one of the great uh, travel stories of all time. Um, we uh, the crew had played, I believe in uh montreal and when you uh no it was the night so this was not Montreal. I was, it was toronto then um and they won the game this was the the, the kids goal, the kids game the sawatsky jason russell rowe played really really yeah, well yes. they i think they win two one we're coming back and when you clear customs in columbus which is a very weird sentence to say out loud um You have to, it's kind of weird, especially at night, because essentially they shut down the whole one side of of John Glenn, and you can only come in through this one gate. And that gate could not be geographically further away from Lane Aviation, which is where the crew charter planes park, okay? And so we get get off the plane. It's late, because we got delayed by something. I kind of forget exactly what happened, but it's late. This is like midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Get off the plane, come on through. Everybody, you know, no one, no one bought anything, so we're not, we're not you know, yeah. claiming or whatever. You didn't you go know. to the duty yeah, free, exactly. And uh, some Canadian mist. They spit us out back onto the tarmac because there are these crappy, like vans, just chilling there to take us from this yeah. point back. To lane Aviation, wherever those cars are And we're getting there, and, like, everyone's, like, there are, like, two vans for, like, the entire plane load of, like, all 40 <laughs> of us. So we're, like, people are sitting on laps. It's stupid. And we have bags and everything. <laughs> okay. We get, like, halfway there. And Kevin, who, by the way, if you've ever heard him talk, has one of the greatest accents you've ever I heard in your life, is, like, I don't, where's my bag, man? I don't know where my bag is. And everyone is like, no, we are not turning around like you screw it like you when we get there you can go back on your own but like don't you dare turn this van around and he so he's like yell not yelling but like chirping at the the poor driver who worked for i don't even know who turned the van around and everyone else is like don't you dare do it. <laughs> and it was like the funniest thing ever and then it turned out that his bag was in the van in the back oh, he just didn't know it was fantastic <laughs> fantastic kevin molino moment
2: just real quick, the one time that I traveled with the team, we went to we went to Toronto, so we did the same thing. Yeah. For whatever reason, whatever paperwork our tour had got held up. Oh we sat I, there for like twenty five minutes and like they yeah. all but strip searched the guy. Yeah. It, and it was like, you know, you're coming as a soccer team, like every and I get you have to do your job and everything. I've I seen just, pictures of this too, yeah, actually. And it it was It was just an interesting experience for a number of reasons. Anyway, that's my thought. And at
0: at some point, I'll tell the Tim Tam story as well, Uh, but that'll be for a future day. Shout out to the guy who's back in the news, Mueller's TechNet. I'm
1: I'm old enough to remember when you could go to Canada with your driver's license. Yeah. And it was no big deal. Probably should go back to that. Oh, well, that's for another day. Uh, Listen. I mentioned the calendar, the team heading off to Santa Barbara on Wednesday. Wilfried Nancy met with the press today, kind of a send-off to a very brief training camp when you think about it. Uh, Murph, what what do you have to tell us today?
2: Yeah, it is crazy to think about, like, you know, if you break the camp up into basically, like, three parts, they're about into the third part already, and it still feels like yesterday they won a Moss Cup. So I just... Highlighted some things from from Nancy's press conference if you want to go back and listen to the whole thing It's like 22 minutes today. It's on the massive report YouTube page um, along with some of the other interviews, but uh, one interesting he, thing he said was talking about their time down in Florida and He said they wanted to work on concept with no structure and going back to the basics uh, Whereas when they go out to Florida it will be more of California or California. Sorry. Yes. It will be more of the structure of like, you know, when, you know, when you press a team or things like that. And
1: well, what does he mean by concept as opposed to structure?
2: Yeah. So like just the idea, the very basic ideas of the way they want to play. Okay. G-GP, so, just go yeah. play. Yeah. Right. Like with, and without the ball, here's how we do it on a very, you know, we're, we're starting from basically ground zero, but he said <laughs> that it was, it, it was like a six out of 10, Uh, Which is about what he expected, you know, with new guys and guys coming back and and whatnot. Uh, But he felt like by the end of the week, they were at like a 7 or 8 out of 10. And he said last year it took them three or four weeks to get to that point. And this is to be expected, right? Most of these guys have been through this before. It's like
1: coming back from summer vacation when you're in school and you've forgotten half of what you learned. And your math teacher has to spend three weeks...
2: Getting you back <laughs> right. up to speed. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, I assume these guys pay attention than the rest I, of us did so. in math class. That's probably true. Uh, De- definitely true, 100%. So they had some of the, I guess they had some of the crew two kids uh, with them today. He was asked about them and quickly turned to Taha, who turned 18 today. So happy birthday to Taha Hayborn. Uh, but he said he forgot how young Taha is. Just you know, that he's... A 17 was a 17-year-old that just turned 18. Um, he has the quality. He just needs to be more consistent, which I think is something that, for a guy who just started playing professional soccer... Well,
1: at that age, they, you can say
2: that about their driving. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. uh, but I think it's it's interesting to think about... You know, I, I, My immediate reaction when I hear about these Crew 2 guys is to be like, oh, you know, it's cool that they signed him, but they're probably a year or so away. And for him, maybe even more... But then, like, you think of the guys that have come through, especially under Wilfried, and he's given these guys chances. Now, not all of them are 18 years old, but, like, I don't know what Taha, you know, how much we could see Taha uh, this year. Obviously, he's in a position that has some depth, so you know, I don't know if you'll need to to go to him, but I don't think he's just there just to be signed to the senior roster for no good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you want to talk, I'll save what he said about Sean Zawatsky uh, when we talk about his new deal. Um, but just some quick things. Uh, he called uh, Jones, the, the new midfielder slash defender. Uh, He's a beast, really capable, able to put himself in danger, which I just liked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> able to put himself in danger. And I thought yeah, he just, when I was out there the first day that they were back, just how big he is. I mean, yeah. I you read and it, long, yeah. and long. You read, you know, you see, you've seen him play in the league if you paid attention. Uh, you read his height and weight and everything, but like, it's just a big dude, especially for a guy who has played central midfield.
1: And that's, you know, this team needed some more size.
2: Yeah, you know? and and he will certainly help in that department. Um, he said that uh, Jaden Da, the draft pick, mm-hmm. um, athletic and a proper forward, likes to score has to get better at link-up play, uh, but showed a few interesting things. And then he was asked about, like, the the new guys just fitting in in general, and he s- talked about, he compared it, I-, I love when Wilfred Nancy does this, to language and dialect, uh, and he said that, uh, you know, or no, he this is what he said, uh, excuse me. He was talking about the, uh, keeping the same system all the way through their pathway. Um, this transitioned from from talking about the uh, the fr- just the first team, but the, the, like the language is the way they want to play, whereas the dialect is like use the example of playing three in the back. Not every academy team is going to play three in the back because you may not have the guys to do that, right? But <clears throat> the, they want everything to work its way up um, because then when you you know when you do obviously move up yes maybe you switch to a three in the back when you play with crew two or play with the first team but you know how the general idea is the positions don't matter as much if you understand you know the the ideas behind everything and i thought a
1: head trip for like a 16 year old kid a 15 year old kid who's a part of the academy and i don't think they're of the age to where maybe they can grasp that they're a part of something bigger than themselves uh, I suppose it would help you if you did, but
2: yeah. that would be a lot of maturity. Well, and I think as this becomes more of the norm, as opposed to the American method of you go to college, you get drafted, you know, that type of thing. Like, I think this will become more normal to that. Like, if you mm-hmm. think about, you know, the big clubs over in Europe that produce. Absolutely. Those, those kids know what they're getting themselves into, yeah. when they, or they hope they are getting themselves into when they sign up, right? So... I think this will start to become more normalized within this league uh and then the last things quickly um he was asked about just like the number of games and he said last year in the first eight weeks they played eight games this year they hope to play 15 uh in the first eight weeks and that he is okay with the numbers uh he said usually you would think 20 to 20 22 to 25 players with 16 or 17 core players for what they expect to play but he he made the point that you know they haven't gone through this and this is different than when he thinks about teams over in Europe and and whatnot so num he said they could add a player or two maybe down the line but that you know numbers wise they're about where they want to be
1: let's review what it is we're supposed to do this year that's added on to the MLS schedule because I, I think enough weeks have gone by that y- you either Know but forgot, or knew but forgot, but uh, and didn't know in the first place what all uh, winning the cup means in 2024 for the schedule.
0: Well, you, you of course you have the 34 MLS regular season games. <coughs> You've got the artist formerly known as Cap Champions League CCC now. And when does that start? March sixth yep. will be their first game, but they uh, skip around. Yeah, they so get a, that w- that okay. automatically in the second after that first okay. buy. Uh, we have presumably. I think it's safe to say that Open Cup is going to happen. I yeah, think. In some form. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I. I, I think that Court Junction was pretty
2: cut and dry. Okay. Um, and even before, I mean, they were still going to play it. It was just going to uh, be the Crew Two team, but right. you know, uh, you have Leagues Cup. Uh, in a, a new that format.
0: That'll be uh, like uh, second week of July, I believe. Okay. Um, because I, I'm just like
1: uh, I, I, I want to say it's I, like July. I've been in offseason mode. July
2: yeah. Yeah. 17th yeah. or 15th Ooh, or something right. like and that. They, they now make make it straight through. They don't play a group game, no. group stage games, right? Yeah. So they're gonna have like two yeah. weeks off in so between it's the much, el- yeah. elimination. Yeah, they get straight to the knockout round for being the Oh, okay. yeah. oh gotcha. So okay. those okay.
0: groups actually just came out, I think, last week. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you, you can find those. Uh, uh, Club America back in the same uh, same side of the bracket. Right. I that's going to be fun. Um, so, potential rematch there. Um, uh, Campione's Cup, I believe, is also, uh, which yes. is just a single game, um, but that's back as well. Who are we playing? Uh, I don't know maybe. if they... Do we know, don't know yet? If,
3: I don't I think the the um, the Liga MX cluster is still going on maybe. I, uh, I want to
0: say uh, Tigres um, Cruz, Azul. Cruz Azul and uh, there are, I think there are four potential yeah. teams. G- and sure. that'll be the um, the last time it G- was G- in G- September G- if G- I G- recall. On, yeah, it was there?
2: September yeah. It was, it was like September. late September. Yeah. Is yeah. that the same deal again? When yeah. Late crew, September? When the crew played, it was earlier. Yeah, it was like August. Oh, nope. It was September. Yeah. yeah. It was so like, no, like, real late. It, it, it must have been early September. Yeah. They do not I, have, at least on MLS's site, they do yeah, not, not have sure. anything I'm not sure. I don't think it's yet.
0: decided just yet because League M Maggie's playoffs and the the corresponding cup competition is a little weird. Yeah. Okay. Um. But, uh, and then that's That's four. Yeah. The four. Four and a half. Yeah. With Champions Cup, so it's, we're talking four different competitions ish, and they'll be because of
1: buys through to the the knockout stage in some cases. They have There's going to be games. these weird yeah. breaks, yeah. and then a lot of games really smash together. I and
0: and the the midweek games in MLS pick up about a month earlier than they normally would in a, in a schedule because of.
3: All of
1: those
0: come I'm air quoting this my words expanded leagues cup yeah, okay. technically not expanded but it kind of feels that way yeah um, where normally we wouldn't get that that first like Wednesday game is usually like june 27th it's now in May oh all right um, and there's a big fat international break in the middle of that too so
1: oh, yeah
3: uh, Which is only going to be worse. Yeah. Next, no, in two years. Because we start
1: and, uh, World Cup qualifying this summer, right?
3: Well,
0: uh, it'll be League Nations League or yeah, they've uh, got, the, and it, Copa America as well. So, but
2: the yes, the CONCACAF teams will play World Cup qualifying. Yeah. The ones like that aren't at the hosting. End of the year? Uh, I believe it's because oh, der- right. yeah, the U.S. Forgot about that. Yeah, the U.S., yeah. Mexico, and Canada it's don't have Kind of boring. To. Yeah. you
1: know. Yeah, it, it It's still no fun and. To- I'm not good with that. Evolve. I don't need the anxiety. It's all of your, right your other here.
3: your international players that are going to get called up. Right, not your yeah, US right. guys. Okay, yeah, I forgot about so that. So it's a lot of yeah. games.
0: I, I forget exactly how many LAFC saw. It's like 56 it. 50 or se- Yeah, 56, 57, somewhere in that range a year ago. And how, made, much does a, how many matches finals. does a Man City play with all of the winning that they've done? In the it's in the high forties, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it, I know if you go, especially if you if you if you start at the bottom of Champions League. Here. Yeah. That
2: was a great joke. That was, <laughs> that was, a that joke. was good.
0: Um, but if, come you, to if, you, if you don't get the hop, skip, jump Champions League like some teams do, you can play 50 games. Yeah, like a couple like years that. ago,
2: Manchester United made it to the League's Cup final and the FA Cup final, and I believe they played either high 50s, low 60s yeah. that year, because yeah. they made it to the knockout rounds yeah. of Champions League 2. Um, and you obviously play more games. They played 38 instead of 34. Yeah. Uh, one other thing, just while we're on the topic of the, the different tournaments, Nancy was asked about uh, by our friend Mike Ares, you know, being European and kind of growing up with that, you know, does the Supporters' Shield mean something mm-hmm. to you? And he gave kind of a PC answer of, you know, you mm-hmm. want to win and they'll kind of play it you know based on the tournaments and what's in front of them, but you know he did say At some point he wants to win the Supporters Shield because uh-huh. he does feel like that is a You know culmination of your season, mm-hmm. but then was quick to point out like that isn't yeah. the what? end-all be-all here Right, so it's just different here Matt you Niazga
1: know? just is, what comments is. Comments the European mindset.
2: Yeah uh, But yeah, right. I thought that was interesting since we talked yeah. about the Supporters shield recently
1: uh, Sean, Sean Zawatsky announced uh, as a extension of his contract as part of what was going on today. Uh, what, what, what are the terms? Uh, uh, how long can we expect him here?
2: Yeah, they said, let me make sure I've got this right in terms of... It's uh, a big,
0: in terms of years, it's a big contract. It was actually bigger than I... And again, you
1: know, just like anybody else, uh, a European club, uh, a club from anywhere can come in and go, we'd like to pay X to take it. Yeah. And that can still happen. I think people forget that sometimes, that in the world of soccer, somebody can come in with enough money, as we saw with Lucas last year. Is
2: yeah, that three with an option? He is extended through 2027. Yeah. So no, yeah. Uh, no option. No option just three straight um, up. Yeah, so. No,
3: four, five, six. No, Look, four. It's four. Exactly. I think this
2: is, they didn't need to do this. And I think it's cool that they are rewarding these young kids um, with, you know, and not just the young guy. I mean, guys that do well have been rewarded. And this isn't just under Wilfried Nancy. This is the way that they've, they've done things um, kind of under this, you know, Tim Bezbachenko, this ownership. And I think that only, you know, when, when guys talk amongst themselves around the league, you know, Columbus takes care of their guys if you, if you do well there. And I think that'll be something that, that players around the league will, will get to, you know, recognize. And not that other clubs don't. Um, you know, certainly some do. But you, know, you didn't have to give Sean Zawatsky a new contract at this point. Now, it does... I think, uh, help also if a team were to pop in. They did this with Aiden last year. And, you know, the longer you have on a remaining contract. Exactly. So, like, I don't know if Sean's, like, Aiden is the one that I think everyone's kind of concerned or or hopeful for, depending on how you look at it. But Sean has played, you know, now he's got a national team appearance and um, whatnot. But Nancy did bring up a good thing, a good point about he was asked about both Pat and Sean. Um, having been with the, the national team. And he did bring up that you know, not only have they experienced that, but they got new contracts. They're making more money now. You, know, you still have to handle your business the right way, which I think you know, both those kids have, have good heads on their shoulders. I'm not worried about it. But when we talked a couple weeks ago about you know, trying to defend your title, those are some of the like behind the scenes things that as just a fan, you don't think about a ton, but you know, guys do get new deals or it triggers bonuses and, and, you know, all of a sudden you're able, especially if you were a guy not making very much, like I assume these guys were now, all of a sudden you're making more and you, your life's a different and you know, do you still get up every morning and push yourself as hard and, you know, do all the things that you need to do? And I think they will, but it's always yeah. something. Well, in, I think
1: it depends on the guy, you know, yes. some guys will go, wow, it's really great to have the security to know where I am getting paid more I don't have to think about that stuff yeah and maybe some other guys are going yeah I'm getting paid you know <coughs> and uh, I, I would assume that they take that
2: into account and it can also be a benefit too I yeah. mean you yeah. know you don't have to worry about okay I gotta make rent this month yeah you know that in the back of your mind yeah. while you're headed to training every day not that these guys are making that little money you know no, but, but old school MLS but it, it was like
0: that and in, 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 you know the relatively not yeah. decent yeah they're not, um, you know, far in the past, right? And what's is, cool
1: about him is we don't really know eventually where he's going to settle in a position, you yeah. know, because he's proven to be capable of just doing what's asked of him, which I think speaks to why they extended it.
0: Yeah. It's like this
1: kid... Will do what you want him to do, and do it to the
0: best of his ability. I, you know, I said uh, that that twenty twenty four was the year of Zawadzki. Um, and we're, I'm gonna am I'm gonna keep that bit going because uh, <laughs> we're already off to a hot start. Um, that I think it speaks to a couple things. One, exactly what you said, the versatility is. You know, it's like Pedro Santos level of of um, you know being able to. Play different spots being asked to do different things and not have any technical or physical drop off. The, the, the profile doesn't change, which is pretty amazing. Um, I also think it, I think for me, it, it kind of shows a little bit of what they see in him uh in a long-term sense. Yeah. I have always got obviously I, you know, all these guys, you know, if they have the option, they'll probably make the jump to Europe. And zawaski I think Sean's like. Has a very interesting um, upside to me that uh, I think like fits in, in a European sense uh, pretty pretty darn well, um, and so I think they they looked at everything that they've seen and then also kind of are projecting him as a guy that uh, is going to get probably scooped up in the next like two ish years. Um, Especially as the national team profile Kind of increases Which I would expect
2: it to Yeah I mean he just went and played center back In a back four For Greg Yeah You know like That's not what he's doing here In terms of a center back And you know He had one You know you could say Maybe the goal they gave up He was a little out of position But it was also a bad giveaway By somebody else Yeah So The fact that Greg Who Does things differently With his center backs Than What Nancy does But you still ask a good amount of him, trust him to put him back there, and you know, play a pretty
0: important position. Yeah, there's an intangible quality that he has that it, it's a good example of. Like, I don't know exactly how to describe it, but you know it when you see it. Um, I think, in, and we all can see that, like in those big moments, Homeboy's like very much prepared and willing to meet. Meet the moment. He's in the Aiden
1: Moore school of I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm gonna stick yeah. my nose in there. I'm I don't care. And he's got whether I,
0: you know who I am or not. You're gonna get to know me. I think he's got a little bit more of an edge than Aiden does in some ways too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and, I, and also there's a there's a vocal component to his game uh, on a leadership level. Like when I saw the first thing I thought of when I saw that contract extension was. Like, oh, that, like, going after Chad Marshall's appearance record in a crew uniform. Like, that was like what I thought of. Is like, this, like, if he wants to, (coughs) he could absolutely go to Europe. If he wants to, he could be an MLS lifer as well and be like, like a, a, you know, a guy that plays for a a single team for seven, eight, nine seasons, which is really rare in MLS anymore. Yeah. Um, and I think that just it, – it was – I thought it was a pretty impressive uh, example of, of how high they rate him or a good example of, like, the, the asset that he is that's continuing to appreciate the more we see him on the field.
1: Uh, any other housekeeping, any lingering injuries, uh, just anything? That's I don't think so.
2: Okay. Um, you know, I'm sure there's been some guys that have sat out days and whatnot when they were down in Florida, yeah. but, uh, you know, nothing – doesn't sound like there's anything serious.
0: I know they're all super excited to go to Santa Barbara. Is well, that, that who Santa be? Barbara absolutely rocks? But the specifically where they're going and what they're doing, it sounds it's going to
2: be. Yeah, super super. I believe,
0: cool.
2: if my understanding is correct, they've played one preseason scrimmage thus far, and will play at least a couple more out there. Um, Unless you are Inter-Miami, your games don't get streamed. <laughs> um, even yeah. when Inter-Miami's games have been I, terrible. I saw
1: on the bottom of the screen they were playing like a club in Saudi. So- were they in yeah, Saudi they played Arabia? Two games. They
2: smashed in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, they, well, Both they played games. two games. One game they tied. They came back and tied 3-3. And that Did was, Lucas
1: play against them?
2: No. no. They played Ronaldo's team in the oh. second game, but he didn't play, and Messi's already hurt. They also had a guy <laughs> tear his ACL. Yeah. Oh uh, no. They have another yeah, guy. I did see that. Yeah, that's yeah, really ben, important. And
0: Karmashi is also hurt yeah, too. Yeah, it's
2: been a, it's not been the Athletic had a really interesting article both about like how this hasn't gone the way that they hoped slash this would be this is what if you want to be a global team you kind of have to deal with. And also like why is the league Yeah, you we know, talked about how <laughs> <laughs> Seattle and LA Galaxy, two of the marquee teams in this league before Messi showed up. Have signed designated players the last couple of weeks, and you wouldn't know it looking at right. the MLS website because yeah. it's all you yeah. so, know. So
1: the guy that got hurt, that was a big deal signing for them, right?
2: Uh, yeah, um, one of, um, the guy who tore his ACL, they're both big. I mean, the the one who, who you're talking about, I think will only miss like the start of the yeah, season. Yeah, that was close. like an ankle thing. Yeah, um. uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it was one of their midfielders who. I'm totally blanking on his name, I, what I want to say is that he's, it's the same guy who had the, e, the ACL like a year and a half ago. Oh. That could be. Wow. Um, well, well but, I mean, you just think about, you know, the crew are traveling to Florida and they're traveling to California. These guys are flying around the world, like, you know, that doesn't go well. Because they were in Hong well Kong most recently, right? Mm-hmm. So, And they end in Japan. Christmas. Did they not finish, like, next
1: to last in the table? Yeah, they were. I, not, I would think that maybe your time to make hay would be maybe a year from now after yeah, you but win some games. Will Messi be there in a year from now? Well, he and might not. Why. He might not be fit enough, you know? Yeah. I mean, he is what, 36 years old?
2: Something like that. People he does are,
1: put so much onto this thing, and it's. I don't know. I could see it. I could see them finishing the bottom of the table again. I mean,
0: I, I I would be shocked if that happened.
1: Well, I I think the range of outcomes but is
0: pretty broad. That's what I was about to say is that, and you know, go ahead and save this for freezing cold takes later. But like, <laughs> they their their window in terms of what, what you you know potential outcomes is wider, or the margins I should I should say, are wider than any team I can think of uh, in league history. Because they're not only are like they're the first team I can really think of that one injury probably shuts down three other people
2: Yeah, like there's if, no depth if, if, if,
0: if Messi gets like hurt hurt is Sergio Busquets isn't playing Luis Suarez isn't playing now Jordi Alba might but like those other two guys aren't they're not No way
2: You mean they didn't come here to win the supporter
0: shield? Well, I, yeah, <laughs> even in in spite of all of their European mindsets Yeah uh, uh, which God, man, we should keep a counter on how often Bart and I re- make that reference uh, over the next year. Um,
3: Start putting little bells every well, time you make. Yeah, brought to
0: you, <laughs> brought to you by Numap or someone come find us. Uh, but like their their margin of error, I think is is incredibly thin because they have no they meaning like the coaching staff Tata, but also the front office. I don't think they have any leverage over who actually plays and when, and so it's all player run. And if one domino falls, I think they all go. And then it's—I'm not a buyer of any of this nonsense. uh, They could win the league. They could absolutely win the league. uh, They could crush everybody. They could also literally finish last, right? Which is not a team. I don't know any team I can in the last. 20 years that, it, that that you could say that about. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I I'll take the ladder or at least toward the bottom. I don't see this going well. I don't I think health at the end of the day will be the deciding factor. And desire to be out there in July in Miami yeah. when this ankle is barking or that knee or whatever, you know? I I, I don't think that team is that team is built as like a, a barnstorming team or a yeah, circus mean, sideshow. I something. really
0: hope it's you know, the optimist in me, It you know, hopes it goes well. But like right now, it feels a little bit like they're intermarketing FC. OK, and, and there's been no outside of what we saw during the, the Open Cup run, League's Cup run last year. There's been nothing since then to show that this looks like it's trending in the right direction in terms of the actual soccer.
1: And uh, everybody wants to kick their ass, too,
0: you know? And I I hope the soccer goes well. I really do. Um, Because that fan base has put up with a lot of crap. You Uh, just
2: hope come early October that they're still playing those guys because that's when they come to Columbus on a Wednesday night.
0: Wow. (laughs) But, like, right now now it feels a lot like selling – you know, <laughs> Apple Apple TV subscriptions and putting your face on, you know, graph putting a, a handful of faces on, you know, graphics and tweeting it and Instagramming it and everything else. And they're not on the field. And like, like at some point that bubble bursts. Yeah. I hope it doesn't. But at some point it does.
1: I'll kind of enjoy when it does. I mean, so I guess I'm mean. Isn't it
0: because There, I think there is an element league-wide of everyone waiting for that thing to blow up. It yeah. does feel a little bit to me like the world's most predictable plane crash.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's like whether it's injury or whether they, whether it's infighting. What, like, are they, they? could bounce, right? What? Who, who is going to stop
0: if Leo Messi says, "You know what, guys, I'm good"? Is anybody stopping Leo Messi from taking his ball and going home yeah. and taking his buddies with him? Yeah. No. Yeah.
3: He'll just be an MLS doesn't happen. ambassador. I really, yeah,
0: but like that, I think there's potential. Yeah, we'll see. If the tax man comes after Leo Messi,
1: I feel like we're promos. gonna know pretty fast. You know, I think two months into the season, we go, hmm, or wow, okay, yeah. Well they're doing pretty well. Uh, promo schedule out. What, Star Wars night. We have a Star Wars. night
2: <laughs> They do have a Star Wars. It's
3: not on night. May fourth.
2: Oh. Well, as you pointed which out, which is a Saturday. But, yes,
3: they do not have a game on May 4th.
0: The, what did uh, Bart had a text that he said he wanted us to, with a message. On is his, t- his take.
2: Uh, his take on the, the theme nights. Um, While you're looking this up, uh, Christmas is the first game, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Star Wars night is March 9th. Youth soccer night is April 6th. 90s night is April 20th. I will not be there for that, sadly. The On Our Sleeves night, April 27th. Hell is Real, May 11th. Uh, Champions Cup starts May 29th. Soccer for All, presented by Chase, okay. June 1st. Legacy Night, I don't even know what that means, but I'm interested. Uh, uh, June 22nd, make, that would make sense to me. Yeah. Military Appreciation Night, July 3rd, right, right. before the 4th. Well, they got that one pretty close. It'll be interesting if that is coinciding with Red, White, and Boom. I said that, that oh. I've, said, I've said
0: this for the better part, oh. is, since I started at NBC4, Way back in like 2006. The layup of all layups in terms of Columbus Sports is to partner a crew home game with Red, White, and Boom.
2: Right. I, I have it, no I think idea that why. It happened
1: by accident a few times, Yeah, at the old yeah. Place. But like I'm saying but like, right... You just right.
2: can't, you wouldn't be able to see it as well. I mean, you'd be able to see it better from the old stadium, but with the roof. Well, if you go on the concourse. It it's yeah, just I guess like you if, could if you just, just walked
0: right out the, yeah. the, the what yeah. would be yeah. like the southeast yeah. entrance. It, yeah. Like that's like right. one of the yeah. best spots to watch.
2: But it weirdly. So July 6th is Mascot Night, but July 17th is Post-Match Fireworks. I don't oh, know I don't right? know why that is. Right? Uh, kick Childhood Cancer, August 31st. Latino right. Celebration, September 21st. And Fan Appreciation is the last game, right. October 5th. Um, Conspicuous
0: are, lack of bobblehead.
2: Yeah, I, I know. You guys are very upset about the lack of bobbleheads. To me, this is like a lack of creativity by a team that doesn't need to be overly creative because yeah. their season tickets are at an all-time right. high and, yeah. Yeah. you know, all that, but uh, yeah, I mean, like most of these were just done last year,
3: okay? Yeah, pretty much all of them. Fair uh, enough. they are doing one thing they didn't do last year, which they are doing a On Our Sleeves 5k huh. that is partner like crew and nationwide children. So that is that is in fact on May 4th. So
2: it's yeah. not on the On Our Sleeves night on April 27th. No, it's a different night that would make yeah, sense, yeah, because there's uh, well, there's uh, you, two different
0: campaigns, yeah, uh, I believe because On Our Sleeves is. Children, mental child, Childhood Mental Health yeah. Yep, and then the other one is and I believe, childhood, childhood, childhood Cancer, cancer yep. and, and, ah, and, okay. and, and, and there are a couple other different collaborations yeah. with organizations through that um, as opposed to Honor Sleeves which is I believe just NC for Kids and Nationwide Children's
3: Yep. Bart's take was Columbus Crew, too big time to give away bobbleheads but going to have Star Wars Nights again that was Bart's yeah. take.
2: Well, one of those things gets a lot of kids out, and the other yeah. might get kids out. But oh, we so can talk about this more totally when Bart's gets kids here yeah. and uh, we get closer to that.
1: Speaking of the schedule, She Believes Cup is coming in April. Yeah. It is a doubleheader
3: on April 9th, which is a Tuesday. Yep. Kind of weird. And uh, I believe it's
2: sold out already. Yeah.
3: And the U.S. game is at seven o'clock, regardless of whether they're playing for first place or for third place.
1: And again, who's in? Uh,
3: U.S., Brazil, Japan Is
2: Marta still playing? I don't She's the so. oldest, no. oldest player on the face of the planet still Done.
3: I know, I think it's U.S., Brazil, Japan, and England uh, Usually,
2: that's been the four in the past yeah, Sometimes that's, Sweden is I slotted think that's in it. there yeah. Well, that's a
0: big
1: deal Hopefully the weather won't be too bad One of my kids snapped up her tickets Didn't call dad and say, hey, you want in on this?
0: So After she's those, going with her friends. After all those
1: concerts, you took
3: her to. She's tape. going to it with her on, friends.
0: On that note, very it, it's this is the most interesting U.S. women's national team window in their history. Mm-hmm. The next couple years, yeah, because they have done Japan, d- Brazil, Canada, the U.S., so Canada. Canada. Um, it, it it essentially they're doing like mass subs. From all the, the names that we've kind of associated with the team in the last decade. And they have done, there's an, been an, an entire generation of women's soccer players that they skipped. That yeah. um, Pia into Jill Ellis, Pia Sunaga into Jill Ellis, into Vlad, just skipped an entire generation to continually play. And this is not a knock on the following players I'm going to name, but... Carly Lloyd, Pino, uh, um, Becky S- uh, Sauerbrunn, that, enti- like, that era of player, they just were as good as they were. They were incredible. That no one was supplanting them. And their popularity was at an all-time high. Mm-hmm. Um, that there was like this gap mm-hmm. uh, of experience. And now they're going to have this entire influx of this very raw you know, women's national team cap numbers are kind of funky to begin with because some, some of the numbers are crazy. Go look at Christine Sinclair's cap numbers. Mind-blowing. Mar- Marta, you mentioned a second ago, her cap numbers are insane. Um, that she believes Cup is, like, going to be fascinating because it's another opportunity for them to develop on top of the Olympics that are coming
2: up this summer. Mm-hmm. Dennis Rodman's daughter yeah. is one of well, them. Yes. younger. It went, well,
3: to
1: a, went to my school, Wazoo, never played because of COVID. Oh, and then yeah. left and turned professional.
2: It's not entirely could have won a national title. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's... It's not entirely dissimilar to what happened with the U.S. because of not making the world... The U.S. men, excuse me, for yeah. not making the World Cup, where, like, this group that's now really coming into their own, the Christian Polisics, and, and he's, he's sort of an outlier because of how good he is, but those guys just, like, didn't experience that, so you kind of missed... You know, you went from the Michael Bradleys... And now you're trying to find the young guys, you know, who are becoming, yeah. you know, middle of their career guys, but they missed a whole cycle. Yeah. Right. There
0: was no juxtaposition of like that Mikey era, Josie Altador, yeah. the end of Dempsey, uh, to like the Tyler Adams kind of yeah. era that yeah, we're yeah. in now. There was like there was like a very much a clean. Yeah, break they were playing friendlies, so to speak,
2: and th- you know a lot of that stuff because they didn't make the World Cup, and yeah. you know they did go through. Yeah qualification eventually but you
0: keep know. your eye on that whole thing because yeah. it's going to be fascinating if yeah. you if you love national team soccer um that it's it's the bit it's it'll be the i think the the craziest transit transition period maybe in their history and with a new coach whose name i'm totally blanking on right now which is borderline embarrassing yeah. well um,
1: i i guess it had to happen sooner
0: or later can you pronounce right that you know?
2: twyla kilgore
0: uh, is is that the No, Emma Hayes is the new coach? Oh, okay. Um, Twilight, I think, is longtime youth kind She's of the interim consigliere. Coach. She's so the speak. interim coach. Yeah, uh, has the interim tag now. Yeah, Emma right. Hayes coming from
2: England, I believe. Yes, yeah, Twenty twenty six. Chelsea, just, Chelsea, somewhere in like one yeah. of the big ones. Yeah, it was a big yeah. two
1: years away. World Cup cities announced,
0: and they are. New, New, New York, New, New York, New Jersey Stadium, world famous. New York, LA, New York, New Jersey Stadium. Seattle. Is that it?
2: Those the U.S. will only play group in stage LA games in L.A. or Seattle. Okay. Um, I did see Alexi Lalas. I think it was pointed out that Greg Berhalter can win the World Cup uh, grew up right, down right, right down the street from yeah. where he grew up. So that's kind of cool. Playing at the artist formerly known as Meadowlands. Okay. Um, well, it's it's, still, is, it's, it's, it, it's MetLife Stadium. Yeah. But FIFA.
0: Because they're not catching any dollars from that, <laughs> which is incredibly petty. Kind of like a video game where you don't have the to license. to name in their press releases. By the way, they, they, if you should, if you love like mail it in marketing talking points, my God, go and read that FIFA email. When you're so busy, you know. Dodging investigators, hiring lawyers, and counting all of your corruption money in your offshore bank account. You don't have time to sit down and go through the fun little details in your marketing email out to the entire world, world of, uh of uh, soccer slash football media. So they called MetLife Stadium, New York, New Jersey Stadium, SoFi <laughs> Stadium out in LA, LA Stadium. Uh, what is Levi still Levi out? I, the so. I think yeah. so. Yeah, That is San Francisco Bay Area Stadium because that's not anywhere near San Francisco. <laughs> there's an entire body of water separating San Francisco from yeah. that stadium, <laughs> and uh, and then the other one, the fourth one, um, Lumen, Lumen field in Seattle. So, yeah, is Seattle State. In the, that's literally what they are called in the press. League, pretty original names. It though. is like yeah. a video game it's that doesn't have the rights. no rights. Yeah, and and then. Um, the the FIFA president in all of his you know yacht yacht collecting Rolex wearing probably a whole bunch of skeletons in the closet accumulating Such a went on um, uh, went on on TV today in a suit jacket over top a hooded sweatshirt channeling how do you do fellow kids in the most perfect <laughs> perfect way and then Fox Sports. On, on top of all of that, when they announced the World Cup final site, Rob Stone, through gritted teeth with probably 10,000 guns pointed at him off camera, goes, let's kick it off here to announce the World Cup final site with the world's biggest soccer fan and her son, Kim Kardashian. Well...
2: The brands
0: brands and the marketing and the collaborations and the activations are at an all-time high. We are up to our eyeballs in this horse, S-H-I-T, and Kim Kardashian... Yeah, you can say shit on this podcast. Kim Kardashian announced the World Cup Finals.
2: (laughs) If you watch the full pregame thing, I was sitting in a bar, so I couldn't hear it, Uh, but... Kevin Hart was on it yep. for quite a while. Just sat there with Jenny Tapp. Yeah, if, look, Tried if... To,
0: they, they literally was like, can you show up and be funny? And Kevin Hart was like, how much?
2: Yeah, well, look, if Kevin Hart wants to be involved in U.S. soccer, I'm going to take it, because I think he's hysterical. Yeah, he's great. The Kim Kardashian thing was weird, but again, like, if that's somebody who's going to be involved in soccer, it's a big name for a lot of people. What sucks, though, is that if you America's live... America's
1: soccer mom.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> her son does play. Um, if you live out here you are going to have to travel across the damn country yeah. to yeah. watch the you know maybe the, if they make it to where the knockout we round
1: in, uh, where are where, playing in Canada where's that going on
2: uh, I BMO didn't in Toronto. is it just that one yeah, yeah. and, and then, then in Mexico Azteca, in Azteca, Azteca, Azteca yeah. and that's it Uh, that sounds right they it, might play I I would assume it's at Dal-
0: Azteca but it, it Dallas is also yeah was, Dallas was in there was floated at some point I would guess that, um, in Guadalajara there is probably an option as well. yeah
2: um But, yeah, this is unfortunate, I mean, it makes sense from a team perspective, they won't have to travel a ton, and I think that is probably, I haven't looked at everybody's, uh, I mean, obviously teams haven't qualified yet, but I don't know where Mexico, where Canada are playing, but I assume that this is done to help the team, you know, get the best results possible, because you don't have to fly it across, but it is unfortunate (laughs) that there isn't going to be, you know, for those of us here in Ohio, there isn't going to be a game closer. If you wanted to try, yeah, no and go. Chicago. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we'll there will be see. other games.
3: We we'll to see if Egypt qualifies and where they're going to end up playing because mm. I'll probably travel regardless.
2: Yeah, but still pretty cool that it's going to be here yeah. and um, all that jazz. It just I, I the the um,
0: you know you like there on there's some element of like. You know, obviously it's FIFA. It's going to be corporate dikes. The corporization of it is going to... Be, it, the, the last World Cup was already horrible, brought to you by Qatari Airways, um, or airlines or whatever it's called, um, or Qatar Airways. Uh, it's going to be even even worse uh, this, this go-round. Eye-rolling levels of cringe yeah. uh, incoming.
1: Yeah. All right, before we go, Murph, you're handing the reins of the mass report off to Sam. Well, Which sort
2: of. Uh, Allegedly. Yeah. Uh, Sam and, and Patrick Goldan, even uh, and I have kind of run this thing for a while um, together. And look, from a what you're going to see writing-wise, I will not be doing that anymore. I'm still going to help out some stuff behind the scenes. But I've done a lot less writing over the last couple years anyway. Uh, I think we have some guys that are ready to step in and, and do some more stuff. Some of them already have. Uh, but look, I I started doing this as I posted on on social media. I started doing this in like 2013 when I was in school I Started with mass report with Sam and Patrick. Let me come on um, Right right when I I guess I started before that in school because I graduated in 11 So but anyway, I've been doing this for a long time um, Even when we've gotten paid to write and take photos. It was very little with SB Nation but I love doing it. And the last few years, it's become more of a burden than it was a passion thing. And, you know, I've been able to go to games as a fan again and things like that. You know, uh, you also
3: got a real job as an actual, like, sports Yes, journalist. but that's
2: been the case for a while now. And it just got to True. a point where I needed to make a decision on, like, am I going to continue to commit to do this and, like, not let it drive me crazy when I need to write something? Or mm. am I going to, you know, move on here? And, look, I hope the coverage... Uh, stays a, a, as high as it's been. Um, like, like I said, I think we have guys that do uh, a good job. I'd like to include girls there, but we haven't had a girl in a while. Though we Abigail, are open if, please yeah. women if any ladies uh, would like to
3: write. Women. Abigail, the uh,
2: last one, sent me a very nice message. True hot takes. Um, Let's But talk. yeah, uh, things should not change. I will still be doing the podcast. I had some people reach out about that. Uh, you'll see me yeah. in the Nordic and All whatnot. Right. And, you know, we'll. We'll, uh, we'll, the written side of mass report is not going to change all that much. There'll just be different people doing it.
3: The photo side of mass report is not going to change. Yeah, that, that'll be the same. <laughs> the, I, <you laughs> no know,
2: one I, wants to take that I've
0: job. I've been in post-game press conferences for just about every team in Major League Soccer. And I've been in post-game press conferences where I was the only media person there. <laughs> and I was not... Like local media um, <laughs> at wherever we might have been on the road. The, 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 imp- I can't, you know, putting on the big J journalism hat for a second, which I don't wear all that often. I can't stress the importance of like essentially independent media and coverage of MLS um, and how crucial it is. Not just from an, you know, an accountability standpoint, whatever that might be. And that's obviously changing, and that's a whole different conversation. But just in terms of fan experience, when we first, you know, it, it, it used to be really hard to do our jobs back in the day when we would cover the team. Because, like, if you Googled, like, you know, Orlando City soccer, chances are you couldn't find anything to read about or to to understand any team news, any of that intricate kind of parts of, of, you know, storytelling and narrative that makes, you know, kind of, you know, not just stories, but game broadcast better. And, and, and that's due to, in Orlando's, you know, just came to the top of my head. It's not necessarily a specific example, but like, it it is so important for uh, everywhere across the league to support those independent media voices. Yeah. Regardless of like their maybe experience level. And uh, I think it's because it, I have literally watched a high profile, massive, massive name in American soccer walk into a post-game press conference after a huge win, not have a single person there to talk about it. And turn around and walk out. Yeah, I've actually watched that happen like three or four different times. Ugh. Well, uh, and so it, it, they, it, the, the more we can support um, that league wide is huge. And Pat and Sam and I think um, you know the, the the number of people that have kind of come through that turnstile with Mass Report over the years. Um, you guys are uh, you know have kind of picked up that mantle and been huge kind of standard bearers. Not just here in in town, but I think Mm league-wide of of what it can look like when it's done at a very high level, Mm -hmm. Um, and 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 so you you deserve a break. Uh, You've earned it one hundred percent. Thanks. But also you 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 definitely left it better than when you found it Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, and Mm -hmm. you found it in a great position. That's not that's not a knock on what it was like. um, You know, kind of in those early days, we were still young. But the there's you you brought. and kind of continued the the high high level professionalism that we associate with Master Report, other than Chris Lamacchia, obviously. <laughs> yes, <laughs> kidding, Chris. Shout out to Chris, by the way, who I uh, uh, found out by that I had muted on Twitter by accident, well, and I had him muted for like an I bet, an it, was, period I bet of time. it wasn't an accident. Well, maybe it might have been a, like a rage mute. I don't know. That's definitely <laughs> possible. Um, but I had to unmute oh, uh, Chris like like two weeks ago. I was like. What in the world's going on here? Um, So, yeah, if you've been tweeting
2: at me in the void, my my apologies. I do want to say, to Brett's point, if you are someone, and I tell people this a lot when they ask me about journalism stuff, like if you're someone, even, I, I mean, if you're listening to this, you're obviously a crew fan and a soccer person, but if you are someone who went to school for journalism, you're in school for journalism. Or communications. Or communicate, yeah, all under the same umbrella. Um, and you're interested in doing some more stuff, we can always use people that aren't just fans who want to write, but fans who've actually had some training with it, Uh, and, you know, the most difficult part of it is finding people who can go during the week, right? Because, you know, that's where I was still able to contribute these last couple years, even though I wasn't covering games, because my schedule generally allows me the flexibility to go, you know, on a Tuesday and go to practice and watch some of that and, and go to the press conference. Um, not everybody, I realize, can do that because most people have jobs that don't allow that. But if you are someone who is interested, don't hesitate to reach out. Um, you know, we—it was a great benefit to me, as Sam said, it helped me get a job, the full-time job doing this. But you know, even if you already have one of those and you want to contribute some on the weekends and you know, help cover games and things like that, mm-hmm. or even write stuff that isn't necessarily involving, you know, using quotes and, and those type of stories. We have lots of that as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Well. Murph, we appreciate your efforts. Congratulations on your retirement.
2: Yeah, I'll still be around.
1: (laughs) Still got to keep working? Mm. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Brett, Murph, Sam, thank you so much. My name is Brian. Like and subscribe the Mass Support Podcast if you would. And thanks as always to our friends at Sauce Brew Works for bringing us and uh, hosting us. We've got the beer, we've got the coffee, we've got the great food. You could literally live here, as I pointed out before, and live a and good life. And watch soccer. And watch soccer and live a good life. You've got pictures <coughs> of dogs over the wall. Yeah, That's and whatever really that what, show then, was that was on here in the back. What Adventure else? Adventure Time. All right. Thanks, and we'll uh, talk to you soon on the Massport Podcast.